What's up and welcome to the DualSense Podcast for episode 153. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by your other co-host who is calling himself today simply A, the letter A. He must have not been feeling inspired this evening. He, of course, goes by his real name, which is Travis. Travis, what's what's going on tonight? How are you? A is in oregano. Oh, uh, I have news for you. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> uh, who uh, wants to tell him? Uh, what was for dinner tonight? We went to the burger bar in Radcliffe. Mm, how was that? It's, it's a bar with the burgers. Mm. And they had a DJ setting up with uh, his uh, tables. You know, mm. his turntables. The ones, the and, ones twos. and twos. Yes, of course. We left before the ones and twos started doing the threes and fours, so I don't know if he's any good or not. <laughs> but his DJ name uh-huh. was DJ Lifesaver, saving the party. Was oh, the tag. <laughs> really that's, that's actually that's kind of creative. Actually, I appreciate that. Yeah. So the the big question is, would you go back to the burger bar, the bar bar of burgers? Mm, the the burger wasn't bad. The food wasn't bad. It was just super loud. Like the the music was overbearing. Yeah. But it was um, truly a bar. Yeah, that's what you'd expect at a bar. I mean, yeah, sure, but not like you know, mm-hmm. once 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 a year, once or twice a year, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's just got to be in the mood for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting old. We can't even handle loud music at the restaurant anymore. I know. I don't want to shout at people. Yeah, true. I I don't want to shout either. I get that. Uh, well, I I mowed the lawn this evening and uh, checked the garden. Got the first strawberry on the vine in the garden. Pretty exciting stuff. And uh, I got I've got to Google to figure out when is the proper time to pick strawberries. Uh, I that I don't when they know. turn I, red. Well, this one's very red, but the seeds, uh, you know, seem very protruding. You know, well, maybe like, you need small seeds. Yeah, yeah. So I got to do some research and see when they're ready. Like it's a it's red, but it's like fire engine red. It's not like that strawberry red, like that rich red. You know what I'm saying? So do you think maybe it gets sweeter or more tart, depending you on know, the color? They do say the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> do you know peas stored in the balls? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I, hadn't heard, I hadn't heard that okay. one. Your strawberries made me think of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I also wanted to say that I did, I forgot, we forgot to talk about this last week. I forgot to report to you. Uh, it's my duty as co-host to report to you that I did purchase an Xbox series s i meant to talk about this last week mm-hmm. i made sure to buy it don't fret though don't fret Shh. i did buy it i, I bought it refurbished two hundred dollars uh because i didn't want my money to actually go to, to phil spencer and microsoft so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kidding of course i don't give a fuck but i did buy it re- refurbished you know i i just i knew this was going to happen but i cannot miss starfield i'm sorry I can't, I can't, you know, I love Skyrim. You know this. I love Fallout and you know that I'm not going to miss Starfield. So it is what it is. It is what it is. But you're like a druggie when they come out with a, a new version. So it's cocaine. <laughs> then you had to try crack. Then you had to try heroin. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> whatever's next. Math. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for, uh, what, what the fuck did they call the, the blue shit in Breaking Bad? What was it called? What was the name of it? Remember it had a, had a catchy name. You remember? Meth. Blue. Yeah, but it was it was blue something. Remember it? They would on the street. It had a street name like Blue Magic or some shit. That sounds that Avatar. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yeah, we're an Xbox podcast now. Sorry, 
say, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Of course, we'll always PlayStation ride or die. Don't worry about that. Anyway, Travis, speaking of PlayStation, you and I are a weekly podcast where we get together and discuss all of the week's news, rumors, new game releases, and much more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under 90 minutes, which is our shtick, of course. We post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world, in addition to YouTube, where we share gameplay videos as well, if that uh, is something that you're interested in. So check us out there. But we're also on social media. You can find us on the Twitter. We go by at the DualSense Pod. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, if that's your thing. Our website is the DualSense Podcast wordpress.com you can get the shows there every week show notes our bios our photos all that great stuff so please find us listen to us hit us up chat playstation with us travis without any further ado let's jump into the news here starting with number one the u.s federal trade commission began its court hearing this week regarding the injunction that they filed to block the microsoft activision merger And on day one of the hearings, we discovered a lot of interesting insight from both Sony and Microsoft. For starters, Microsoft opened their remarks by declaring they have, quote-unquote, lost the console wars, adding that they only had a 16% share of the gaming console market in 2021, which is quite an odd admission for a company like Microsoft, which has a mere $2 trillion market cap globally. They also revealed that Activision CEO Bobby Kotick demanded that Xbox give the Call of Duty maker a larger split of revenue share, or that they would not bring the annualized shooter and linchpin to the entire merger agreement to Xbox consoles at all. We also learned that should Activision be acquired by Microsoft, that PlayStation will withhold details about the PlayStation 6 from the Call of Duty publisher according to a deposition from Sony Interactive Entertainment President Jim Ryan, who said, quote, We simply could not run the risk of a company that was owned by a direct competitor having access to that information, end quote. For what it's worth, heavily redacted documents from the FTC show that the regulator is concerned that Microsoft making ZeniMax, also known as Bethesda, games exclusive following that acquisition in 2021 is proof in the pudding that Microsoft will likely do the same with Activision if the deal closes, writing, quote, Microsoft's actions following its 2021 acquisition of ZeniMax speak louder than than the defendant's words. Defendants put great stock in Microsoft's concerns about quote-unquote infuriating gamers if it were to foreclose rivals' access to Activision content, but those same concerns did not stop the ZeniMax decision, end quote. To that end, day one proceedings also revealed that Bethesda's Indiana Jones game was originally also coming to PS5, but the contract with Disney was amended following Microsoft's buyout of the publisher to remove the PlayStation version altogether. Elsewhere, one obscure line of questioning revealed that Microsoft believes PlayStation's Project Q remote play handheld will be under $300. And finally, the court hearing revealed that in an email to the Sony CEO at the time, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan expressed that he isn't really all that concerned about the Microsoft Activision deal, writing in the message, quote, it is not an exclusivity play at all. They're thinking bigger, meaning Xbox, that, than that. They have the cash to make these moves. I've spent a fair amount of time of Phil and Bobby, and there's some type of... Uh, Jim either had a typo there or something, because that doesn't make sense, but he said, I've spent a fair amount of time of Phil and Bobby, and I'm pretty sure we'll continue to see Call of Duty on PlayStation for years to come. Ellipsis. We have some good stuff cooking. I'm not complacent. I'd rather that this didn't happen. 
but we'll be okay. We'll be more than okay. End quote. Okay, so a lot of different threads there. Is there any one in particular that you'd like to pull at? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I sent you guys a link about this, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you have, you, I know you have an opinion, a very strong opinion about the first part, but yeah, the, the immediate, my immediate reaction was you lost the console war that you tried to say wasn't happening for so long, but you also have a $2 trillion market cap. Like they have so <laughs> much money. And I understand you could say they sold less consoles, they sold this, less this, they sold less that. They have so much money that if they, wanted to win the console war so to speak they could go out and buy companies like bethesda or activision right right so it's kind of like okay but um that was a little bit annoying um love the play by bobby kotick that's like give us more money or we're not bringing it like that's what he should do as a ceo i have no issues with that and to put to the next point and i didn't read any comments about this because i figured it would make me mad but you know jim ryan saying like Hey, we're not going to give you any details on the PlayStation Six because our direct competitor, our direct console competitor, owns it. Hmm. I don't have any issue with that. I think that if PlayStation was buying Activision, that Microsoft should do the same for whatever they're going to call, you know, Microsoft Two or mm-hmm. whatever they're going to call it. So I don't have any issue with the Six not being shared with them if this was to go through, which I'm sure some people on the internet uh, probably hated or wanted to call something call that something you know <laughs> mm-hmm. call that out so to speak but look at the end of the day um i think playstation should be concerned i know you know jim's telling the ceo he's not because they have other stuff coming but you know losing a linchpin like call of duty is going to affect your cells you know it's it may not be a console seller so to speak because it's on a lot of things you know mm-hmm. like you can make the argument that the last of us is a console seller or starfield is a console seller Oh, but yeah, um, games with crossover like this, yeah, it's, it may not affect your direct console, but having it on both is a good thing. You know, if you can only play Call of Duty on Xbox, there's going to be people that just get an Xbox. Oh, sure. No so at, at that point, you're starting to pull exclusivity, exclusivity hairs. Like, are PlayStation going to suddenly not let anything they make, have anything that they touch, hmm. anything that falls under the umbrella go over to Microsoft? You know, that that's what you kind of turn into. So... Mm-hmm. I think you have to be a little bit concerned. I don't. I think his comments there are a little not misleading, but maybe a little bit like he's trying to convince himself. So that that's kind of surprising for me to hear him say that in any form. You know, it's if it's a private conversation he never thought would go public, then that's very weird to me. If he thought somebody would see it, mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, I could see you saying something like that just to kind of like uh, be political. But um, I still think PlayStation should be a little bit worried. You know, if this still does go through, because like. Like they said, Microsoft showed with Bethesda that they will make things exclusive. So mm-hmm. you have to think it will happen. And if PlayStation didn't or Sony didn't feel like if they weren't worried, then why would they be filing an injunction? So right. I hear I hear Jim, but like, come on, you know? Yeah. If they weren't to your point, if they were not worried about at the very least, potentially losing all of the Call of Duty revenue, I don't think they'd be making a stink about it. If they thought from the very beginning that they truly would keep Call of Duty and nothing would change, like they knew that 100% in other words, then they wouldn't. I don't think that they would be doing exactly what they've been doing this whole time. I agree. And you and I know that, you know, Jim was obviously talking to his boss in that email. And sometimes you 
you know, you're going to tell your boss, like, everything's, everything's fine. We're good. We're not, yeah. there's nothing to be worried about. You know what I'm saying? Not what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've got it under control. Nothing to worry about. He even says, I'm not being complacent. So I would love to see what the other email from whoever the CEO at the time was, which I'm, I'm assuming was, was it Kenichiro Yoshida? It might've been someone else, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So there's that. But it also is interesting that maybe Jim really does believe that. Maybe he's really not worried. Maybe this is just all smoke and mirrors, gamesmanship. And you also have to understand, too, that Sony is a publicly traded company. So Jim does have some fiduciary obligation to fight this if he thinks that it's going to hurt the bottom line of the company. And, you know, he's doing that by whatever means necessary or whatever means that he feels is is relevant or pertinent. So I understand that as well. And Phil Spencer is doing the same thing in their defense. One of the other interesting things that I, that I find of what we have learned so far is that this is the FTC making the comment about Zenimax from when Microsoft acquired Bethesda, because of course in, in 2021, the comments were, well, we don't have plans to make Bethesda games exclusive, et cetera, et cetera, or it's a case by case basis or whatever. But, but then we hear this evidence that the the Indiana Jones game was going to come to PS5. And then after that deal went through, they went back to Disney, who owns the rights to Indiana Jones, and said, hey, we don't want this to come to PlayStation anymore. So they probably paid, they probably paid Disney more money for it not to go to PlayStation. So that right there shows you that they will change the platforms for a game, the nature of exclusivity for a game, if it benefits them. Now, on the other hand, would PlayStation do that as well? I think absolutely they would. They would go to Disney and say, hey, we don't want this going to Xbox. Like, I think they would definitely do that. But the point is, is that Xbox has said one thing in in the past and done another already. So I think that is a valid argument. That is a valid line of questioning to say, you know, you guys did this two years ago. What's to say you're not going to do that again now? You're going to say, oh, we would never take Call of Duty off PlayStation. We want more gamers to have more games to be able to play wherever they want to, yada, yada, yada. What's to say two years from now that all of a sudden Call of Duty's not coming to PlayStation or it's the, not the same version or, you know, there's not parody, so to speak. And I, I want to reiterate that, you know, I've said on the show that whatever agreement assuming they come to agreement at this point after how nasty this has gotten whatever agreement that they come to meaning xbox and playstation over call of duty whether that's five years 10 years whatever that is you can write it down take it to the fucking bank that the very next day that that agreement ends call of duty will no longer come to playstation that's a fact it's it's a fact and one thing that came out Again, to that point, one thing that came out after the fact that I didn't get to include in the write-up is that later in the day, today, during testimony, Microsoft revealed that Starfield was actually going to be coming to PS5. And in fact, which, like I said, PlayStation would do the same thing. PlayStation was negotiating with Bethesda about having Starfield be a PS5 exclusive. And we had heard that before a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then Phil Spencer said that when they found that out, they just went and bought Bethesda. 
And he said that was the main, he said that was the, he literally said that was the main reason that they went and bought Bethesda because they had found out that PlayStation was going to make Starfield a PS5 exclusive. So again, both sides will do it. No question. But the facts right now are that Microsoft has changed the nature of exclusivity for games, which I think is one of the big issues at hand. And I think that they will continue to do so. Now, whether that means anything at the end of the day, I don't know. But interesting tidbits, nonetheless. Oh, and one other thing about the the uh, project Hue. They said that they thought it will be under two hundred or three hundred dollars. I should say. I again, I think I think that's a two hundred and fifty dollar remote play handheld. I just think two fifty is it. And if it it, it better fucking be under three hundred dollars is all I gotta say. It can't be three hundred because Switch is three hundred, and it can't be two hundred because the DualSense Edge is two hundred. So I think 250 is the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I think 250 is like the natural price point. So we'll see. Number two, publisher Electronic Arts announced this week that it is restructuring its company in a major way, creating two separate operating divisions, EA Entertainment and EA Sports. The former will include all of the company's internal IP and licensed game projects, such as Star Wars, and will be led by Laura Mielli, who has been named president of EA Entertainment. Titanfall creator Vince Zampella will oversee the studios responsible for Apex Legends, Star Wars, and Battlefield games. Samantha Ryan will oversee EA Entertainment's lifestyle and blockbuster single-player games like The Sims and the upcoming Immortals of Avium. The other division, EA Sports, which is nothing new, it's just changing the way it operates, will continue to be led by Cam Weber, who is now the president of EA Sports. Both divisions and their presidents will report directly to EA CEO Andrew Wilson, who said in a press release, quote, This evolution of our company continues to empower our studio leaders with more creative ownership and financial accountability to make faster and more insightful decisions around development and go-to-market strategies. These steps will accelerate our business, drive growth, and deliver long-term value for our people, our players, and our communities, end quote. EA also announced back in March, if you'll recall, that it would be cutting 6% of its workforce as a part of this restructuring plan. So what do you think about two divisions of EA, what they're doing here? I think it uh, makes a lot of sense. I think they probably should have done this all, a while ago. I mean, they're different. They're basically different departments in a sense, all right? Because EA Sports is it's just sports games. Like mm-hmm. They're not worried about Battlefield or Apex or whatever else. And then those people aren't worried about you know the game formerly known as fifa so right it makes sense to me to have them split apart then you can basically create a direct line to you can really streamline your communication processes because i'm sure even though they had groups on both sides working on specific things there's people probably higher up that was in contact with both teams that probably didn't need to be that probably if they were more focused in on one side or the other they could be more effective so it makes sense to me to cut it down and then you know kind of streamline the whole processes which is what we've been hearing for the last couple of weeks at all these other companies um right. but yeah i mean i don't think this is it's it's interesting but i think it's um warranted completely yeah i'm the thing that i'm wondering about this is i mean they're obviously doing it for some type of efficiencies and and you know economies of scale and stuff like that and just how you know lines of communication etc but the one thing that i'm curious about this and of course this is a little tinfoil hat theory of mine, I guess, is I wonder if this sets them up 
to be able to sell off one of these divisions if they want to. I think in it other does. words, yeah, in other words, if Microsoft wants to buy EA Sports, then they can do that, but they don't have to buy the whole company, meaning they're going to have Call of Duty, so they can't and don't need to buy Battlefield for instance, right? Or you know, or Apex Legends, but they might want Madden. They might want FIFA or whatever, EA Sports FC and all that, like you said, very possible. So I don't know that EA would do that because that would obviously significantly neuter the company. But if shit starts going south, for instance, then I think this gives them that sort of flexibility. It's just an interesting potentiality, if nothing else. So Yeah, you compartmentalize it and it makes it a lot easier to break apart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Otherwise, I think it. I think it makes sense. Like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. So we'll we'll see what comes of this. Number three, the industry's most prominent insider and leaker, Tom Henderson, relayed word this week of new details on Bungie's recently announced extraction shooter, Marathon. For starters, Henderson claims sources tell him Bungie wants Marathon to be the quote unquote ultimate live service game, but he also shared a lot of details regarding the title's core gameplay loop. The game pits teams of three players against each other, although it is understood that duos and singles are a thing as well, but you'll still face full teams of three and there will not be separate playlists, which is similar to Crytek's extraction-style shooter, Hunt Showdown. Oxygen plays a pivotal role in matches, acting as the quote-unquote ring of death that is seen in Battle Royale games. When a player runs out of oxygen, they begin to die, with more oxygen able to be eluded from the map. The gameplay loop will go something like this, according to Henderson. You'll choose your missions, buy or choose your loadout, perks, abilities, gear, etc. You'll drop into a server, hunt for loot and complete your missions, and or explore for secrets. You'll then extract from the server, spend your XP on upgrades, and rinse and repeat. Permadeath is also a feature of the game, but it's understood that you'll only lose your loot and occasionally your implants, whatever those are. Mm. Marathon currently has no release window, although my current gut feeling says late. 2024 at the earliest based on the fact that they said they're heading into alpha and it will come to ps5 when it does finally release in addition to xbox series consoles and pc of course so some gameplay details does this intrigue you more or less what do you think yeah more than before um you know we'll be on duos because none of our fucking friends get on anymore but that's fine (laughs) yes um (laughs) but (laughs) uh the, the only thing about this whole thing that worries me is when they say the ultimate live service game because it's like Hmm. i don't know it's funny we talked last week about playstation giving people like you know we expect 90s we want 90s and i have no problem with that expectation because that's so it just seems so direct but to come to you and say the ultimate live service game like we don't even know what that means like the person Hmm. saying that doesn't even know what it means like yeah you want to make a bunch of money like Genshin Impact? That's really, that's in a sense what you're saying and that's not fucking realistic for what this right. is. Also, your, your, your ultimate live service and mine look a lot different. Like for me, my right. ultimate live service would be like Fallout 76 but actually like good and actually like, <laughs> actually like, <laughs> and actually like this gen, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. Yeah, and like, yeah, that's a great point too. It's, it's so, you can't give people vague expectations mm-hmm. like that which, to me, that feels like a corporate thing when they think they're being very direct. It's like you're not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody gives you advice, they tell you um, always have new shoes. The fuck does that mean? Like it can mean anything. So anyway, right? I like the uh, the gameplay loop does sound interesting. The permadeath sounds really cool. Um, don't know what implants are, but 
I'm sure after this alpha phase goes through, we'll start hearing some leaks about what implants actually are. Um, yeah. You know, my my thinking was something similar to like, um, didn't on, um, on Returnal, didn't you get kind of like, you get abilities that would stick with you after each life? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, there is yeah. something like that. That's what it sounds like to me too. It's yeah. something along those lines, like permanent upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the permanent upgrades would stay with you unless you know something happens. So I, I do like that. Like you kind of you know you start all over, but you keep a little bit. Like that seems completely fair. Um, sure. But, you know, it sounds cool. Um, and and like I like that they're going into alpha and like you know it's kind of one of those things. I don't I don't really want to hear about all these details and shit until they're into the alpha phase because before that they can mean whatever at least at alpha they have a build they can use so now we get to see how this thing works and um you know as much as hunt showdown was nice but i hope it's better than that i hope it plays a little bit better because hunt showdown felt a little just a little wonky to me in some ways so i hope it's uh you know if you want to be ultimate live service you can't have any wonkiness yeah this news makes me more interested in this game um i think it's an interesting choice to go the hunt showdown route um, in terms of not having playlists, I think that's going to be a big complaint from people. You know, I say that, but people seem to enjoy Hunt Showdown, although I don't know how big its player base is still today. But I think what well, what Hunt Showdown does anyway is if you play solo, you get an XP boost. Or, you know, if you play with the less than a full team, you get a certain XP boost. So that is neat. But, I mean, you know how these games go. Like, if you if you play by yourself and you play against full teams, you're like, you don't stand a fucking chance, typically. So it'll be interesting to see how they can balance that, if at all. Because, you know, in theory, if me and you are playing together, and we go up against one person, we should have the upper hand. You know, I don't know. I mean, unless we just suck, of course, which, you know, it's typically. Uh, I mean, we don't suck at shooters, but we suck at stuff like this <laughs> somewhat. But Yeah, because people are like... It- fucking defcon 5 when as soon as the game comes out doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah they played for 100 hours and the game has been out for 24 somehow but uh i think it sounds cool everything sounds cool and i still go back to the fact that it's bungie and i love their combat i love their gunplay like i think about the crucible from destiny like i you know one of my favorite parts of the game so i i think that the pedigree speaks for itself i love the art style of the game love the way it looks I have very high hopes for this. And again, as far as the ultimate live service thing, I think that's subjective. That means different things to different people. For them, of course, it means to keep the highest player count possible around for years and years. That's what they mean by that, I think. But, you know, the the, the live service portion is different for everyone. But uh, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. We'll see how it, how it goes once we can see some actual gameplay. Number four, we have a bunch of news nuggets as well. First Nugget, publisher Perfect World Games announced that free-to-play gotcha-style open-world RPG Tower of Fantasy, which was revealed at the recent PlayStation Showcase, will come to PS4 and PS5 on August 8th. And uh, it looks neat. It looks just like Genshin Impact and from, a, from, a, from an art style standpoint. Uh, it's interesting, but I just don't know about those type of games where you, like, whatever, pay for resources and, like, roll for you know, loot boxes or whatever. I, I don't know about that. So also the Callisto protocol will get another DLC called the final transmission on June 28th. Is that the end? That's the last one. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. It better be after they call it that. Also website video games chronicle reported that first person magic shooter immortals of avium has been delayed one month and will now launch 
on August 22nd for PS5. Square Enix staff has reportedly been asking upper management to do a remake for Final Fantasy VI. It'll just never end. Just never end. But yeah, but cool staff anyway. Like yeah. that's what yeah, staff asks for shit all the time that's not realistic. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They'll probably do it though. Because yeah, it's, it's cash cow. But why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. They also asked for uh, donuts in the break room every day. Yeah, and they didn't get that either. <laughs> A new PS5 bundle leaked this week and it will allegedly include twenty four months of PlayStation Plus premium. So that's interesting. I wonder how much that'll cost. I mean, surely there's like a slight price break on on that. I would assume so. I don't know. Maybe seven hundred bucks or something like that. We'll see. Sony has lost its PlayStation Mobile division boss just two years after the division was created. Nicholas Sebastiani, who Sony poached from Apple Arcade, has departed the company. Chris Davies and Olivier Cordemanche, Cordemanche, Cordemanche have been appointed as co-heads of mobile at PlayStation Studios in what appears to be a move to fill the void. Two generals don't work, so mm. pick one. Yep, that's true. Also, Hideo Kojima re- revealed this week that he will be heavily involved in the production of the Death Stranding movie, although he did confirm that he will not be directing. A Quake 2 remaster has been rated in South Korea, which means that a release of the classic first-person shooter is imminent, presumably for PlayStation consoles. The developers of Sonic Mania announced 3D platformer Penny's Big Breakaway, and it's coming to consoles in 2024. Guerrilla Games has added a Lance Reddick memorial in Horizon Forbidden West. The prominent actor played the role of Silence in the Horizon series for both iterations of the game, as well yeah, as that DLC. Is right. Of course, yeah. Okay, all right. It's uh, the the concierge. Yeah, poor guy. They he that's yeah. how he literally died. He got shot. Like that scene, he actually dies in the last John Wick. He actually got shot and dies. It's on film. Oh, true. Yeah, that, yeah that's, <laughs> true. They that's got how it right it there. Yeah, that is just like that. And then they had to call the ambulance. Next, I get Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One will release October twenty fourth on PS five. Konami announced this week elsewhere. The contents of Volume 2 were apparently leaked by Konami themselves in the announcement, and they will include Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, and those have been cooperated by IGN. So uh, that's your Volume 2, and that's, that's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. E3 2024 and 2025 have been canceled, according to the Los Angeles City Tourism Board which noted in their recent meeting packet that the two conventions had been canceled by event organizer Reed Pop, who denied the news, saying that no decisions have been made. But uh, that's that's fake news, because they 100% have canceled it. The right. Los Angeles City Tourism Board would know, and that would yeah. not be a mistake. First of all, Reed Pop's a stupid name. But also, yeah, they're definitely canceled because they get to get that shit out so they yeah. can book the facility. <laughs> 100%. They're, they're fucking canceled. <laughs> yes, 100%. Because if it's not, yeah, like you said, they have, they'll book a fucking concert or whatever the fuck, something it's else. It's LA. Yeah, it's like exactly. The, like, I don't know, man, like the Wintumka Convention Center could wait a couple of weeks to make sure <laughs> LA can't do that. Right. Also, Activision announced that they will be shutting down the original Call of Duty Warzone on September the 21st. Just the client or the app, if you will. Because it will live on as the renamed Call of Duty Warzone Caldera. 
Website PushSquare reported that a new update to Fallout 76 has secretly made the game run at 60 frames per second on PS5. Need for Speed Unbound, one of 2022's most slept-on titles, is now available as a part of EA Play. Recent PlayStation Plus title Meet Your Maker is getting a large free content update on June 27th that will add a new environment, a new guard, new traps, and, or, and new traps, excuse me, among other updates. John Wick director Chad Stahelski said this week that the Ghost of Tsushima film is currently in a quote-unquote heavy development. I can't fucking wait. And Chad's been on a couple of podcasts this week. Not ours, unfortunately, but I think he's on Rogan and another one oh, really? that's pretty famous. So if you're interested, check that shit out because I'm sure he talks about it. Or at the mm-hmm. very least, he talks about John Wick. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Also in a new video profile published this week, PlayStation Studio and PC Portmasters Nixes revealed that they are becoming more and more involved in creating remasters of PlayStation Studios games. But does that mean for PC only or perhaps for consoles? They were pretty vague about that. I'm hoping that means for consoles because I would love like a uh, Resistance collection remaster. That'd be fucking dope. Also, Travis, Cricket 24, that's Cricket right there, has been delayed from June to October the 5th, sadly, on PS4 and PS5. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Assassin's Creed Mirage's map will be comparable to the maps in Assassin's Creed Unity and Revelations, or around 2.4 square kilometers, which is tiny when compared to Odyssey's 94 square kilometers, which is unbelievable. That's without water, by the way. They took all the water out. Just landmass, 94 square kilometers in Odyssey. It's ridiculous. What the fuck's a kilometer? I don't know. That's just, that's a, they didn't give us miles. So Maybe freedom units. Yeah, I want it. I want I want imperialistic freedom units. None of this metric horse shit. Yeah, Jesus. fuck. I'm not paying any of your taxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'll make it my own country and then immediately implement tax system anyway. Uh huh. Wow. Who who would ever do that? Also. 2D Soulsborne game Blasphemous 2, speaking of, is getting a PS4 version after the PS5 version launches on August 24th. Do you think do you think Blasphemous 3 will be in 3D? Oh, I hope so. 4 <laughs> will be in 4D? Hope they can make the upgrade. Hopefully 4 will suck you off. Can't wait. <laughs> Next nugget. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a Cumborn game. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh man! Also, Travis Madden Twenty Four. You might have heard of it. Revealed the latest technology that'll be included in the PS Five version of the game when it releases later this year. It's called Sapien, and is said to create more realistic animations for players thanks to a rebuilt skeletal system. And uh, you and I watched some some film of it mm-hmm. the other day at launch. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hit or miss for me. Right. I mean, it's is it hetero or homo sapien? <laughs> first question. Yeah, did they get the right skeletal system? That's what we. Yeah, I mean, there's about. some stuff that looked like that. Some of the tackling looked nice, but it still was like it was weird. Like yeah. one of the very first animations in the video, the guy's throwing the ball, and the ball like clips through his hand, and like um, yeah, still can't figure that. out I don't know, man. It's just weird. Their their hips run funny. I don't know, dude. It's odd. It's like how can NCA 14 have a better running mechanics than mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, balls and hair clipping through is uh, still the the bane of video game existence. Hairy balls. Gotta watch out for those. Anyway, Xbox Game Studios Chief Matt Booty 
said at the FTC hearing this week that the company has still not decided on whether or not to bring the Outer Worlds to PS5, which sounds like a load of horseshit. Sounds like something you'd say if you're trying to convince the FTC that there's a chance that you might not make that game exclusive, but maybe not. Hasn't the time passed already? What do you mean? I just feel like it's too late in the game at this point. Yeah, true. Like it's announced, they're making it. Like, yeah, it's just like we're we're too far down the road that it would be by the time it was in functional enough for PlayStation, it would be out of the ether. Like it would just be over. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's definitely not coming at launch. But you know, two years after it, but like you said, does anybody give a fuck? I don't know. Next nugget: website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week: Battlefield 2042, Dreams, Apex Legends. Horizon Forbidden West, Final Fantasy 16, Cyberpunk 2077, Hell Let Loose, Conan Exiles, PUBG, and Dead by Daylight. So if you've been looking for some fixes or content, check those out. Also, Embracer Group confirmed during their annual report that they paid $396 million for the rights mm-hmm. for the Lord of the Rings. So a good amount of money. Just, just reminding us, you know, hey, we're still not using it, but we spent four hundred million. Yeah. Also, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna lay off all these people and shit, like we talked about last week. But we can spend four hundred million on Lord of the Rings. Maybe the two billion dollar deal was for Lord of the Rings to get produced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We own it now. Now we got to pay somebody to make it. Yeah. Who knows? Also, Sony is working to improve its reprojection technology for PSVR two games that are currently running at sixty frames per second, according to the developer of sci-fi action RP or action game, excuse me, hubris. So I don't know what reprojection is. I'm not going to pretend to know. I know it's supposed to maybe do something like make the game smoother because I think the sweet spot, like, you know, everybody says they want 60 frames on playing flat, but I think on, on VR, you want really to be 120 games that don't run natively at 120. They do this reprojection horseshit to, to make it look like 120, something like that. I don't fucking know. Sounds like refried beans. Yeah. (laughs) Diablo 4 will require players to create a new character to play seasonal content, which is nothing new to veteran players, but is coming as somewhat of a shock to newcomers like myself. In fact, I deleted the game because, like, why the fuck would I want to do that? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that game for now. It's a cool game, cool game, but I just, I can't commit to grinding a character to 100, a level 100, and then, you're telling me I can't just have like a seasonal XP bar that just unlocks the shit for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not understanding, but whatever. Also, newly added PlayStation Plus premium game Killzone Liberation is free to claim on PS4 and PS5 for users who claim the game for free following the PlayStation Network hack in 2011. Who would have known that would still be paying dividends 12 years later? Wow. Yeah. Website Gamatsu reported that Genshin Impact's 3.8 update called Secret Summer Paradise will launch July the 5th. Former Funcom, Lockwood Publishing, and Bohemia Interactive leaders have established a new studio called Red Rover Interactive to quote-unquote catapult the survival genre into a new direction. Direction, sorry. Action RPG Evil Wizard is coming to PS4 and PS5 in the fourth quarter of this year. 2D roguelike Necrosmith is coming to PS5 on July 6th. Transformer Earthspark Expedition was announced for PS4 and PS5. It's releasing later this year. 
action RPG Cry Machina will launch for PS4 and PS5 on October the 24th in North America, October 27th in Europe, and November 3rd in Oceania. Publisher Atari announced Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe for PS4 and PS5, and it's releasing later this year, and I'm kind of keen on this, potentially. We'll see. Sounds cool. A lot of nostalgia there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Square Enix confirmed Star Ocean The Second Story R for PS4 and PS5. It's re- it's releasing November the 2nd. The Wonderful 101 remastered DLC called After School Hero has now been released as a standalone game on PS4 for $10. Headbangers Rhythm Royale will launch for PS5 on October the 31st, and I really cannot wait. This looks wonderful. They... they showed a gameplay trailer this week and uh i'm in for sure action rpg fate slash samurai remnant will launch for ps5 on september the 29th from koei tecmo and omega force team behind dynasty warriors tactical rpg gloomhaven is making its way to ps4 and ps5 on september the 18th Saturday morning cartoon-style first-person fantasy co-op roguelite, Myth Force, will launch for PS4 and PS5 sometime this fall, and this actually looks pretty cool. Like, very cool art style. It's exactly what it says. It's like a Saturday morning, like, modern Scooby-Doo, Hanna-Barbera-looking art style, and uh, looks cool. cool. Yeah. Also, party action game, Yuma Musumi... Yuma Musumi... Yuma Musume... You amuse me. <laughs> Yuma Masume Pretty Derby Party Dash was announced for PS4 and it will launch next year worldwide, thank God. Supernatural first person shooter Trepang It 2. That sounds like that sounds like the noise that something makes when you like shoot metal. Like Trepang. Yes. Anyway, it was announced to be coming to PS5 later this year, and uh, I watched a little bit of the trailer. It's about as close as we've gotten to fear the uh, Supernatural FPS from years ago. It's about as close as we've gotten to fear since then, I would say. Also, Party Game Inspector Gadget Mad Time Party will launch for PS4 and PS5 on September the 14th. Arcade Racer NASCAR Arcade Rush Travis was announced for PS4 and PS5. It is launching later this year. Action RPG Solstice is now available on PS4 alongside a free content update for the PS5 version and it's currently a part of the PlayStation Plus game catalog. Cyberpunk-style adventure game Eden Genesis was announced for PS4 and PS5, and it's releasing in 2024. And finally, Gamatsu reported that open-world hack-and-slash RPG Hammerwatch 2, which is like a pixel art uh, version of Diablo 4, will launch for PS4 and PS5 on August the 15th. And that is all for the news. I'm going to turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. And uh, it's a pretty lengthy list, although I'm not convinced all these actually came out. On June 20th, we have Aliens Dark Descent. Crash Team Rumble, which I thought came out two years ago. (laughs) Robolt, Rogue Legacy 2, The Last Hero of Nostalgia. On the 21st, we have Nasternoid. Masternoid. (laughs) Uh, New Lands 3 Paradise Island, Post Void, The Last Hero of Nostalgia again, both days. Uh-huh. V- VR Skater, X-Force Genesis. On the 22nd, we have Alice Sisters, Arcade Archives, Splatterhouse, Delivery mm-hmm. Driver, The Simulation, which sounds 
miserable. Oh. Donuts in space. <laughs> Dr. Fetus's mean meat machine. <laughs> Dr. Fetus's beat my meat machine. That's what I need my dick. <laughs> um, uh, Final Fantasy 16, which none of the employees asked for. Harmony, <laughs> the fall of Reverie, which I thought came out two years ago also. Hubris, Nova Lands. Mm. Scatfold Usurper. Mm-hmm. The Bookwalker Thief of Tales. The Wonderful One After School Hero. Mm-hmm. Tower Up. Tricks Magician. Valtherian Arc Hero School Story 2. Mm. And on the 23rd, we have C Smash VRS. Cave Digger. Mirror 2 Console Edition. Nico Secret Homecoming Light. Scout Fault Usurper again. Wow, they're getting bad at and, this. Um, Sonic Origins Plus. So I've, I've been looking some of these up. Well, at least one of them. So that delivery driver game that you hate that I, that intrigued me. This it's the same guy who keeps making these games, and they're almost like I don't know. They just all look the same. Like the last one he did was a forklift driving simulator, and then now yeah. we have delivery driver simulation. And anyway. You get platinums? Yeah, there's a platinum. It's 20 bucks. That's, that's, that's what he's doing, man. Yep. It's 20 bucks. Platinum farm. We, sh- we should have done that. That would have been awesome. Platinum I farming. I know. Realistic driving. A well-animated and detailed city. Dynamic day and night cycle. Realistic simulated driving. Explore the city in its nope. outskirts on foot. Explore large interior spaces like a shopping mall. It's a driving simulator. Why the fuck would I want to be on foot? But you got to get out and deliver it. You got, you know, the last mile. You got to take it to the fucking door and take a picture of it. Amazon. Anyway, anyway, what else oh, we got it's here? The simulation that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Aliens: Dark Descent. I am currently reviewing that for GamingNexus.com on the PS5. So I'll have more to say about that. I, uh, I think it's cool so far. I've only played the tutorial, and it's a it's an XCOM style, you know, tactical shooter. So there's that. Crash Team Rumble played the beta for that. It's fun if you have friends to to play with you. It's like a 4v4 um, kind of like party game sort of things. So it's neat. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is available on the PlayStation Plus game catalog. Uh, it's it's a pretty big one. People are... are it's, it's getting really good reviews. Uh, Nova Lands uh, just finished actually reviewing that. Gave it an 8 out of 10. And uh, it's it's a pretty addictive like city builder, supply chain management game, and it's it's good, it's cool. What else here? Is there anything else big that I'm missing? Mm, lots of PSVR two stuff coming out pretty regularly. Final Fantasy sixteen, of course, is the biggest release. Uh, people seem seem to mostly be loving that. There's a few naysayers out there, which I understand because, like I said last week, it put me to sleep. So, you know, not for me. And uh, yeah, anyway. That's all for the new games this week. And we'll start to wrap the show up here like we always do, of course, by discussing what we've been playing. Travis, what do you got? We, we've been doing the F1, so I did a, I have my own career with my own team that I started. How dare you? I think I'm like, I think we're on the same race as we are in our, in our co-op career. But I've been toying with the difficulty. I can't figure out what level to put it on. So like I started with whatever difficulty it's on. Yeah. And I was I won by like ten or fifteen seconds, and I was like, okay. 
So then I found a website where you put in your fastest lap and then you adjust, it tells you what difficulty to be on. So I've been kind of toying with it the last couple of races. And so today I put it up to like somewhere in the 60s and I won by 20 seconds. So I can't figure out if Mm. the difficulty's broken or if I'm just incrementally getting better at the same rate. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I can't figure it out because I like, you know, yeah. And the one that I'm doing single player on, it's, you know, the car's mid tier is what I pick. So I should be battling for points basically. And, right. um, I'm not. So I don't know <laughs> what that's about. I haven't figured that out yet. Don't really know. Sure. Also, kind of don't really care because, you know, in real life, Max Verstappen wins every race by 15 seconds. So maybe <laughs> I'm just in this world, I'm Max Verstappen and it's fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't want it to be so hard. I, it's impossible either because the point is to have fun. So it's sure. t- to me at the end of the day. But um, you know, I'm enjoying it a lot, a lot more this year than I did than I did last year. Um, yeah, I sent you a picture with like of my car, and then even realize it, but there was a hole in my wing, and I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> and then uh, when I was racing today, I ran over the rumble strips a few times. Yeah, because I kind of missed the racing line because I pushed a little bit too hard. And like halfway through the race, they came over the radio and was like, the underbody's damaged. You need to watch what you're doing, basically. And I was like, that's dope. Like, yeah, a fuck, yeah, it's kind of cool, right? And, yeah, that's, um, so that's cool. The, our uh, co-op's been pretty fun. Like, I think um, the first race I did, like, I literally was up by so much that I did a 360 on the straightaway and then still kept the lead. So that was pretty fun. Then um, the the last race, I completely uh, ran into the wall on the first lap because we turned damage off on the first lap because it's just annoying. And uh, one of the Ferraris drove through me and it scared me. And yeah, then I just it, turned into the wall. It, it is it is <laughs> it is scary for sure. It's it's so it doesn't it's so unsettling. It's so weird. But anyway, yeah, that was fun. And um, I battled back and was trying to catch you. And then you uh, you uh, took care of that yourself. So appreciate that. But I'm having a good, we're having a good time with that. I think um, it's mm-hmm. it's still fun and it's the handling model is a lot better and all of it's a lot better. Like you know, if you go off, if you go into off the track, all the, all the stuff gets stuck to your tires, like in real life, and um, the car doesn't snap oversteer anymore. And like if you notice on some of those tracks that we've been on, like there's areas where you can hold it wide open through certain turns that you couldn't yeah. do last year, which is more realistic to what the track's really like and. The only issue I have is the tire wear is a little goofy. Like, if you're on the harder tire, which should last the longest, um, towards the end of a stint, it's like you're on ice. But if you yeah. are on softs or mediums, you just, it's not like ice. It's still difficult to drive, but it's manageable. But on the hards, like, you can just forget it. It's like you can't, you can't do anything. So, um, that's very strange. Um, Logan Sargent is way too fast. I don't know what, what the hell that's about. Um, I think there's a glitch in the game where, like, if you're if a driver's focus is really high, they're just really fast. So, oh, if you're, drivers if you're doing, have focus. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a talent thing. So if you uh. you know if you're hiring a teammate and you play F1, hire somebody with high focus, they'll be fast. Um, and then we played um, Crime Boss Rock A City. Mm-hmm. It was fully fully expected everything i expected about it is true like the acting is subpar the writing is subpar <laughs> but i enjoy it uh-huh if we made like a top 10 list for the year it would be on it right now for me like i it's hilarious like uh we've only had one game breaking glitch which was last night oh, where yeah the, the hostage disappeared mm-hmm. <laughs> that. that's fine 
the, the different characters are awesome. Like they have different guns, different weapons, different um, they, you know, carry more bags of loot, whatever. It's uh, mechanically it works pretty well. The only issue I have is it's it took me a few times to learn that like, you know, I'd, I'd be trying to press square to steal loot, and I would just keep reloading my gun. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's a glitch. I think, but that's a little bit. Yeah, there's some there's some quality of life things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't buy weapons. You have to back out to buy weapons. Like, yeah, there's stupid shit like that. But um, oh, it's in need of a patch or two without yeah. doubt. But you know, I like that if we replay a map, like mm-hmm. uh, the loot can move, the humans move. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's no way for you to get three stars on it, and it's um, yeah. So I enjoy it. It's just um, I don't know. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which is nice. Yeah, to me, it's like the most like six or seven out of ten game I've ever played. You could have, yeah, it's yeah. like the most. Yeah, it really is the definition. Yeah, but like not everything. You know, I was thinking about it. You know, not everything has to be a nine or you know an eight no. or nine out of ten, right? Like you need mm-hmm. some of that stuff that's in the middle. And when you think about it, we played without a doubt some shit growing up that was like, you know, fours, fives, and sixes, and we fucking loved it. So. Yeah, it's I say about that, having fun. Yeah, it's about having fun. And yes, the fucking acting. I can't believe they wasted money paying all these motherfuckers to just. Yeah, but it's great, though. Other the than. Idea, yeah. That it fucking exists is great. <laughs> it is crazy that they were able to get all those people. I will give them credit for that. Unironically, Danny Glover gives the best performance of the whole game. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> so and far. his name's Gloves. And his name's Gloves. <laughs> and he unironically gives the best performance. The rest of these people, it's like they forgot how to fucking act. And or they were giving piss poor direction because they obviously did not record any of these lines together. It was all like in a fucking oh yeah, you know it's it all chop. like yeah, it's all like in their fucking bedroom at their house. You know, like they're recording a podcast. Like it, it doesn't like the tone of, of replies and stuff doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So, but and Chuck Norris, they just got out of a coma to dude, do his. Jesus Christ! <laughs> if that's not Chuck Norris AI and really Chuck Norris, then somebody needs to please check on Chuck Norris because he might be <laughs> fucking dead by by this point. Where is the gang leader now? <laughs> it's just like that. Oh no! You mean we're on duty? <laughs> so like for real? Uh, fuck! It's it's hilarious. Like. <laughs> You can't help it. It's, yeah. I don't know. And his man. little helper, the guy that did the voice for his oh little helper on the God. game, he it's, fucking he's trying his balls off. He's he really trying is. hard. Yeah, he's trying hard. But other than that, like the actual nuts and bolts, the gameplay itself is fun. Like it's glitchy. It needs a patch, which they said they're they're working on. That's just everything's broken nowadays. But the fact that this is, I'm pretty sure this developer's first game, and they're also an, I'm pretty sure an Eastern European team, like Swedish or some shit, like. The fact that they've even done what they have done is pretty impressive to me, and I think the gunplay is good. It has dual has dual sense support. The guns feel good. The reloading feels good. The throwing knives are fun. I haven't done the throwing knife yet. It's pretty. It's it's pretty satisfying. <laughs> I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be, and which is why I enjoy. Like it's a more, it's a higher budget payday two, right? Yeah. And a payday three can be like this, but just more polished. You know, better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. It's even it it apes Payday Two so much that even in the free play thing we were doing last night, the fucking jobs like rotate in and out, like disappear off the map. You know, like just you have like ten seconds to pick one before it disappears. Yeah, just like Payday, just like Payday. So I I actually think that if you have friends to play with, that it is a decent co op 
heist game and it's on sale for 20 percent off right now like i've spent 30 worse dollars before without a doubt yeah so, especially when you got that time you got hepatitis b <laughs> yeah that time was rough but i've definitely bought video games for 30 dollars or more that I did not like nearly as much as this game. So yeah, F one twenty three played that as well. I'm mad because I was going to come in top five in the race that we did the other night, and then I forgot <laughs> about the curve that I crashed in during uh, practice and hit ran straight into it and and got you know disqualified from the race and that ruined you know that ended <laughs> it for me on like lap six or seven. And uh, the last thing I played was Noble Ends, as I mentioned, reviewed that. Um, like I said, it's a it's a uh, city building, island management, like uh, supply chain management thing. So if uh, mm-hmm. it's actually, if that sort of thing sounds interesting, but you've always been like intimidated by those sorts of games, um, I think this is a pretty good like gateway, like foot in the door type of game because it's pretty, it's about as simple as it's going to get uh in terms of you know being able to pick up and play but it's very addictive so uh it's it's cool like i said gave it an eight out of ten and uh that's all for me hey did you um did you hear about the uh those guys that uh died in the submarine yeah i did yeah did you hear uh did you did you hear why they were going down to the bottom no no apparently some uh some sharks door dashed five guys <laughs> uh, oh my god Ooh, that's good yeah well, they got they got it delivered and uh uh-huh. they got you know they got delivered as a as a vapor as a soup <laughs> stay greasy <laughs> yeah i love that they went down there with a fucking gamecube controller or whatever logitech control like just it's a disaster all the way around I hope that picture I sent you was real, that it was the only thing that survived, because that's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, that. Let's be real. That would not have happened if they had used a dual sense. But what are you going to do? I hope not. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. That's it for Travis. That's it for us. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so that we can get delivered to you every Monday on your podcast <laughs> service or YouTube. And that's a debris-filled controller. <laughs> Do what? Instead of a Starfield controller, it's a debris field controller. <laughs> Man, the internet has no chill. I mean, uh, we don't take anything seriously like we were saying, but um, we'd also appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, a like, comment, thumbs up, all that stuff. Very helpful. Uh, we'd much appreciate you sharing us with a friend or a loved one you think might enjoy getting the week's PlayStation news in less than 90 minutes, don't forget to find us also on social media, Twitter at the DualSense Pod, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. We'd love to hear from you and chat PlayStation. Thank you for listening. We'll get out of here now. Have a great week, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye, and don't go submarining. <laughs>